You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 113, Krig, hosted by Dan Terry. I didn't realize how many people weren't actually playing their parts. Jeff Kane. I was imbibing alcohol, legally. And Joseph Wren. I mean, this guy Joe is just completely on point, man. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if your bastard boss uses a narcissistic mechanism, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Jeff. Who wants to talk about Craig? I love talking about Craig, man. They're one of the best bands. That nobody knows about, but they do if they listen to our show because they get to hear them. Every single week. That's right. Ever since episode 100, you have heard this band at the opening of every show. Yeah, Craig is a Brazilian death metal band, but there's so much more than that, right? Yeah, they're kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of stuff. It's not just... They play death metal, they play grindcore, they yeah. play deathcore a little bit. Yeah, their grindcore and deathcore stuff's probably more in, in my wheelhouse. They've got the groove metal thing going on in a few places. Yeah, they groove, they play some really cool solos, and they're just really one of the better bands out of Brazil. There's a lot of like underground death metal in Brazil, like death grind. Craig is one of the best. And I think my favorite thing about this band is that their lead singer's name, at least in the liner notes, is Daniel Corpse. That's it's amazing. Like Dan and Corpse Grinder in your mind have come together to create Craig, which has the very classic 90s grindcore shit vocals. Oh, shit vocals. Wow. Don't hold back. Well, you know the sound, what I'm talking about, right? Just the... I'm not saying it's not what I want to hear right now. It's just, it doesn't sound good. Well, the okay shit, shit smells like petunias, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they sound like shit, like the vocals. I think the vocals sound fucking awesome. I should have said trash. Trash would have been a little nicer. Maybe a little bit nicer. I mean, they're definitely guttural, not meant for, like, your grandma to be listening to the song. They are what they are. I'm not complaining about it. I know what I signed up for when I'm listening to this band. I can verify that they're saying all of it. Like, even with the pig breeze and all that stuff going on, like, they are saying all of it. Craig's really interesting to me because anybody that's listened to this show for a long time knows that I used to do a, a Christian metal magazine in the early 2000s under the name of Centurion Outpost. Back then, we did a CD review for... So it was a split album. It was called The Valley of the Shadows, and it was a split album between two bands called... Demonic Sea Death. Yes, that's what they're actually called. And another band called Sabbatarium. Uh, Demonic Sea Death was from France and Sabbatarium was from Brazil. Sabbatarium basically became Krig. They were a death metal band from Brazil that played kind of more of a technical death metal style. But the only thing that was holding them back is their, rec their recording sounded really bad. Like they just didn't really have the production quality. And maybe they just didn't have the money to get into a good studio, but they sounded really bad as Sabbatarium. So the early 2000s stereotype of Christian underground death metal, it sounded bad, probably on purpose. Totally. This was the definition of that. I don't think it sounded bad on purpose. I think this was literally a money thing. I think they recorded where they could. With what they could. Exactly. And then if they're doing it themselves, they're kind of learning on the fly on top of that, which makes it even a greater challenge. And we've talked about that on the show before. The early 2000s was when the home recording really started to sound good, but nobody had figured it out yet. We were still learning. I'm not even sure if these were home recordings. I think the Sabbatarium stuff was all 
basically like in bad studios or maybe just in studios that they didn't know how to record death metal. But uh, Sabbatarium was pretty similar to Craig in the sense that they played kind of a more technical, progressive style of music, but it just sounded really bad. And it was a little sloppy. They weren't quite there yet, but you could tell when they were Sabbatarium that they had they had chops. Like they, they covered some tourniquet songs and some mortification songs. And you know, like to cover early tourniquet is not easy. No, it's not. Contrary to what our Patreon review of their newest al- of tourniquet's newest album would tell you, tourniquet used to actually be like a really good band. <laughs> uh, so they covered some of the early tourniquet stuff. Yeah, used to be the key word. But then Sabbatarium disappeared, and, and it was probably a couple years later, it was after I'd stopped doing the magazine, that they came back and they were like, hey, we're Crick now, and we have this album called Feed Me. You should check it out. I actually did an interview with Sabbatarium back at Centurion Outpost, probably in like 2005. So if you were to go back and look on archive.org, under Centurion Outpost Magazine, you can actually pull up an interview I did with Sabbatarium. I definitely email. have archived it there for all time. You're welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Joe. It's what we always wanted. It is definitely what I want people to, to know about to listen to this podcast. As Bye. soon as Dan wants something to disappear, it shows up on archive.org. It always does. It always does. But yeah, whatever happened to that Grindcore song that you wrote? Oh, well, you can still hear that on archive.org. See, this is where uh, Joe gets to be your daddy. That's what he's getting you for. That's what you're getting him for Father's Day. Oh yeah, ammo. <laughs> well, I've got all the ammo I need. Oh, I, I I know you have a shit ton from me. <laughs> but this this discussion is not about sanitarium. Talking about this, Jeff. Hey y'all. Oh yeah, that exactly. <laughs> you Thanks. know, people that are listening can't see what you guys are doing, right? Not yet, anyway. This isn't about Sabbatarium, it's about Crick. Well, before this conversation completely derails, I'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything Discography Discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We're on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening. And now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. We love five-star reviews here in Discography Discussion. We like recommendations, too. We actually got a recommendation on Facebook recently. I'm going to read that for you guys right now. Tyler Trejo recommends Discography Discussion and says, I love the podcast. Very intelligent and funny conversations about awesome music. It keeps me from being bored at work. Favorite episodes so far are Norma Jean, Poison the Well, and As I Lay Dying. If I could recommend a band, I think you guys would enjoy dissecting Durr and Gray's discography. Well, we will add that to the list. Absolutely. Yep, we're down. I'm glad that uh, you enjoyed the As I Lay Dying. I'm kind of curious on what his perspective is. You should, he needs to let us know. Yeah, I might send a private message and be like, what was it specifically about the As I Lay Dying episode that you liked? Yeah, or you could catch us on uh, Discord. For anybody that doesn't know, the Asley Dying episode is infamous for being probably our longest episode. And uh, so I always like to hear what people liked about that episode or what they didn't like. It's kind of helped us kind of figure out how to make the show a little bit more streamlined. So uh, I appreciate that feedback 100% and am glad that you are enjoying it. So thank you so much. And if you do want to tell us what you think about that episode, you can find us on Discord. Links to that as well as the Facebook group will be in the show notes, as they are every week. 
Well, Discord is cool because with the Discuss Metal server on Discord, you can just kind of tune in and you can chat with us basically in real time. I mean, granted, we might be asleep or something, but like there have been people that have posted at like 7 a.m. and surprisingly Jeff or Joe or myself will respond. Yeah, at 7 a.m. you actually have a, probably the best chance of catching. <laughs> yeah, because we're all we're all getting ready, ready for, for work. work. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So until this podcast gets us to a point where we don't have to go to work. Yeah, that'll uh, be the time we'll be going to that'll bed. That'll be a good time for us. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and by then it'll be, man, they're so trashed. It's not going to make any sense whenever we respond at 7 a.m. Hey, that happens all the time. But thanks so much to everybody that reached out to us via email, via Discord, via Facebook. It's all good, and I will actually give a rundown at the end of this podcast about all the different places you can contact us and talk to us and reach out and all that good stuff. So uh, if you weren't sure if you had something you wanted to say to us but you didn't know how, I will explain to you how at the end of this episode. I'd ask Dan to tell me about Craig, but I feel like he already has, so... 2007, feed me. Feed me, Seymour. You know, I don't think oh, no, it was. I don't think it was little, as much not... of a Little Shop of Horrors thing. Oh, okay. So, feed me was the debut album by Craig, and I'm not gonna lie, it's a little rough. It definitely sounded better than Sabbatarium, which sounded really bad. This is a step up in the production department, but it doesn't really sound great. Feed me is a death metal album with some deathcore influences, but pretty light. Progressive metal, but with some melody thrown in there. Yeah. Vocally, I kind of brings me back to, like, old carcass. I can hear that a little bit. I think he's going for more of a guttural. Yeah, but it's it's so bad it's good kind of thing. I don't know how to explain that. I don't that. think it's bad, though. Like, I think Feed Me is a really interesting record. It's, it's probably the least extreme Craig album. Yeah, you're right. Because, because it doesn't take as many risks. It's more just straight ahead, like, songwriting with some melodic breaks like everything that they do that's outside of the brutal death grind genre is very obvious yeah this one just has a standard tempo most of the time yeah like pretty sure the drums paced. are not real but i don't care this is entertaining it's fun to listen to though it has a little bit of the gothenburg influence a little tiny bit on this album they really are like a buffet of metal they just pick something and do it for a song and a half and then they switch over to the next thing yeah, actually, that I I agree with you on that. There's it's kind of a smorgasbord. That's why I had a I didn't want to really put them in straight up death metal category because there's just a lot of so there's a lot of different things going on, especially in the first couple albums. It's it's like they kind of find their groove as they they get going a little bit further. And well, I would say that overall, though, the genre still falls very much in death grind. Well, Death Grind is probably closer than Death Metal. Maybe not so much on the grind. Yeah, because like, if you call it Death Metal, I kind of expect it to sound like Death or Cynic. Or, right. And it's not quite there, but they do try. Like, That's the thing about Craig that always frustrated me, especially when they were Sabbatarium, was that they clearly had the chops. They just maybe didn't have the budget to pull it off. Right, and everything was self-produced. Yeah, I mean, these albums were released on CDR. There's no, There's no, like beating around the bush they were never a major label band most of the people that are listening to this podcast have never heard of this band but you know hopefully thanks to us they've heard them every week lucky for you their entire discography is on streaming services yes it is the only thing that is really questionable is how it's listed on google play music because this is not a rock band gentlemen this is not rock music kids well i guess feed me is in some places if you're expecting you know buddy holly this is not that. This oh, is what the new Weezer sounds like. I, 
Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. We were in the same place. <laughs> Weezer, the grind album. <laughs> but, uh, Dude, I would pay to listen to that. I believe that they would try it. I, I would, and I yeah. would absolutely listen to it. Listening to Rivers trying to do that would be fantastic. He might be good at it. You never know. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> so I think that Feed Me was a good debut for Craig because they still sounded better than your average Brazilian death metal band at that time. Yeah, I think with the self-production... Yeah, as they're learning to go through it, it just uh, it, not as tight as I want it to be. That's probably my biggest complaint coming away with this was uh, like there's definitely a few times I'm like, no, you need to go back in the studio and redo that part. Yeah, I One, feel like they had limited time. Well, I don't necessarily know if it was limited time, but because of those things, I, I was thinking what you were talking about earlier, limited budget, because when you're on a limited budget, you only get so many takes. You can't get it to to perfection because you don't have that option. Right. This was somebody that was like, hey, guys, it's 100 bucks a song. Yeah. Or something like that. And you got you got five hours. That's 300 bucks. And they're a good enough band to where it sounds decent. It sounds confident. Yeah. On the first record. I have to say, though, that the, the quality difference between... Feed Me and Target Human Mission Destroy 2009 is exponentially better. Yeah. I'm a terrible person. I read this album title for the first time and immediately it became the Michael Winslow voice. Who's Michael Winslow? Uh, the sound really? guy from Police Academy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to try Space that. Balls. I'm going to try that again. Yeah. Without me saying dumb shit. I mean, you said it, not me. I know I did. I love you. <laughs> first time I saw this album title, I immediately heard Michael Winslow in the back of my head. And then the vocals started and it basically sounded the same. Michael Winslow is pretty talented, but I, I would like to see him try to do this. He has done a uh, an unbelievable uh Led Zeppelin covers. So he's not as talented as Daniel Corpse. Yeah, he's. I can tell you that a hundred percent. But some Target, of the some of the the uh, the vocals on this one, I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> like how how low and slow can you go? There's mashed potato mouth. He showed up finally. Dude, no, it's it's even even more so than that. It's just like wow. Like he's just like, how far can I take this? We're going to put it on the album because I just want to see if anybody else <laughs> is as curious as Something I am. Something about guys named Dan trying to do long, indecipherable screams or guttural growls and just saying however long it is, that's what's going to be on the album. And they can never do it again. Target Human Mission Destroy is where shit started to really get good with Crick. Like, they are technically way more on point than they were on Feed Me. This was their statement to the world like this is our representation of what we think death metal is and it is a death grind masterpiece but one of the things i love about this is that the breakdowns that they play on this record are absolutely devastating yeah they're good like they slow the shit down and they break down like slow like at halftime yeah it's good. and the guttural death like the guttural vocals are just so like at one point, I think I told Jeff it sounded like two giant rocks being scraped together. Yeah, actually, his vocals remind me of um, Brother Von Doom. Yeah, they're so brutal. Dude, yeah, they're insane. Live show levels of brutal and live show levels of slow. Just how slow is it going to be tonight, guys? It has to be 
twice as slow as it was last night. One I'm talking beat. beats per week on this <laughs> one. Beats per week, yeah. No, Dude, but they gotta, slow it down. You gotta those. link that in the show notes, man. That's, I'll link the inspiration. They yes. slow, so they slow it down on um, their breakdowns, and it's awesome. And they don't even sound like deathcore breakdowns. I think this still really falls into death grind. And the, yes, they do the infamous late two thousands pig, pig squeal, squeal vocals. I and fucking love that. Though. I love it. I love that <laughs> shit. I, like, I, I think it, it never gets so old. Cool. Yeah, it never gets old. Hey for Jeff, me. can you uh, can you come here for a second? I need you to do some uh, piggy squeals for this album. Okay, so I want you to take this microphone. You got it. I got it. Okay, I want you to put it in your mouth. <laughs> no, physically, uh-huh. just shove it in there. Uh-huh. Okay, now uh-huh. now right, he's got now it. inhale through your nose. <laughs> I can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> I could never do it either. But, like, I love the way it sounds. And, like, honestly, there's points where it doesn't even sound like Bree Bree, like, pig vocals. It sounds more like fucking, like, you're in a jungle and there's, like, gigantic moths. <laughs> that are Why would a gigantic from, moth sound like this? I don't know. But, like, I've seen a lot of Godzilla movies. Oh, <laughs> And I've heard Mo- and I've heard Mothra sound like this. Wait a okay. second. Target human, mission destroy. Krig. Kaiju. Yes. Eh? <laughs> oh man, and yeah, like there's a song on this record. Oh my god. It's called My Intestine is Displayed. That is like literally my favorite song on this record because it's so brutal and melodic. All at the same time, it reminds me of like uh, Necrotism era carcass. Yeah. Okay. So maybe uh, maybe I was getting them backwards. This is the one that reminds me of carcass. Absolutely. So there's another Christian death metal band out there called uh, Anti Demon, and they play like grindcore, like punk influenced grindcore. And the thing about them is that they are very straightforward. And they just play like more punk inspired beats or whatever. They're also from Brazil. Craig stands out in the fact that they can actually play. I'm not saying that Anti-Demon can't play, but they're just very straightforward, straight ahead. It's like the difference between Napalm Death and Carcass. So you'd have like Anti-Demon would be over here playing Napalm Death, being very straightforward, very heavy, very fast. Craig has the technical skill. They're the better band as far as technical chops goes. You know, since we have so much carcass talk now, I want to go. Uh, I want to go listen to Heartwork now. <laughs> I don't think this is nearly as melodic as Heartwork. No, this is like Symphony of Sickness uh, and some necrotism. Yeah, with some like brutal as fuck vocals over it. Dude, they're fucking great. I don't know how the fuck he. Do- I'd like to see him live do this. Yeah, shit. dude, we need to like go down there. And watch them play, cause oh my god! Uh, sure, I got a couple tickets in my back pocket. No big deal. We can yeah, just, just fly take down us there right to now. Brazil, <laughs> Jeff. Come on. Actually, I do like Jets to Brazil. It's a great band. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we I think we've gushed enough over Target Human Mission Destroy. This is this like showed us that like Craig's a good band. I don't think it's as good as their later material, but I think it's a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, we know. It's like a uh, premonition. It's we, we know what's coming up next. Narcissistic Mechanism is a much more professionally produced album, and it starts off with quite possibly the best song in the whole world, Foolish Evildoers 2, yes. which you guys hear <laughs> at the beginning of 
every podcast we've every done since episode week. 100. Every single week. I want to thank Daniel at this time for letting us use this for the intro to our show. One of the things that we wanted to do after reaching that centennial of 100 episodes was play a new theme song, or at least have a new song that we could use as our theme. And Dan, of course, wanted something a little more brutal, something that he felt defined the show more accurately. And then one day, he shows up with narcissistic mechanism and says, I've got it. I wanted something a little bit more obscure, something that was more in line with what we usually talk about, but also not something anybody had heard before. Yeah, this song just screams Gothenburg all over it. Like slow Gothenburg metal. Yes. And that is a fantastic thing. Which is funny because I don't think the rest of the album sounds like this at all. No, not even close. This is the calm before the storm. Narcissistic Mechanism, as hard of an album title as it is to say, is the most extreme and technical album released by this band. It is the best album released by this band. I agree wholeheartedly. This is as good as Craig ever sounded. Like ever. I mean, this is technical. This is melodic in places. And brutal as fuck when it needs to be. Very few places. But yeah, brutal as fuck is the name of the game. I hope that as a Christian metal band, they're not like offended by the way we're describing all this. But like, there's nothing else to say. This is one of the most brutal bands that came out of this scene ever. And I think the vocals have a lot to do with that. His voice is so impossibly deep. Yeah, it's pretty intense. But the other thing that I that I really like on this is it's really, really tight. Like, that was my biggest complaint uh, early on was that it just needed a few more takes. Yeah, I think that a, I think that a producer was here. No, this is still self-produced. Self-produced, but there was somebody well, they, they learned. in the room that was like, hey. They learned. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Even if it sounded perfect, do it again. Well, who's to say they, you know, they, it could be the point, you know, hey, we don't have to spend 300 bucks and, you know, for a few hours in somebody else's studio. We can do this at our own pace, do it as many times as we want. It's realistic to get the equipment ourselves. 100%. And it sounds great. It sounds really good because it sounds like it was done over and over and over again until he got it perfect, which is and I think what the you drums, have to do. I think the drums sound a lot more real on this recording. Would Joe agree? You could convince me on this album that these are played by a person. And that's not to take away from anybody. I don't know if they were artificial drums or real drums throughout the band's career. But at least on this record, it sounds like someone is physically sitting there and playing. Yeah. Now, from a recording perspective, recording live drums at home has historically been the one thing that people were afraid to do or that they thought they could not do, which is why a lot of groups use artificial drums or program drums or even artificial sounds. It's not something that I pay attention to when I'm listening to older records like Feed Me because I know it was a challenge for many people. At least on this one, they could be real doesn't sound like it sounds like a lot of time was spent on the guitars getting that fake computer sound that deathcore and degent would do for years and some modern bands are still doing the artificial stop 
good timing, right? Yeah, it was, you know, you're right. <laughs> the, the whole, because uh, I actually got uh, with that whole gym No tea. noise gate is that clean, I guess is what I'm trying to say. When you, uh, the whole Genty thing, like, I w I'm feeling like. It's fine. This no, is no, actually, no, 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 no. this is actually nice compared to. I was going to say, I was thinking like, uh, it was almost like Meshuggah level, like genty technical aspect yeah. of it and i fucking love that shit yeah they get there yeah because i thought the there was a couple of moments where they were going to go full mashuga but they didn't right i think they've been wanting to do that for a while because they've kind of hinted at it on the first two albums the green but it's tight enough now that it's it's on point the guitar playing is much better on this record than it has in the past and it it's just works so well with it with those just brutal vocals god it's so good so brutal yeah i can't yeah. even like i didn't i wasn't the vocals carry it man you know i thought this was going to be a um dan doing you know a gratitude episode for letting us borrow a charity listen yeah it really i i was expecting that uh no, this this album completely changes my mind. This is really, really good shit. Is it obscure? Yes. Should it be obscure? Absolutely not. Can you go on Bandcamp today and buy it? Yes, yeah. you can. Yes, and you should. You really should. It's really fantastic. Now let's talk about the follow up. Hold on, I gotta I gotta shout one track out. Okay. Outcast Worms. Oh my god. I love, so fucking good. Yeah. Love that song, man. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I just wanted to like stop like for well, six minutes. Well, because they they go full listen. they go full tech metal band on this. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yes, it's really It's really got good. a little bit of Bashuga on it. It's got a little bit of Goshira on it. And but it's it's still uniquely Craig because they have their own sound now. Even if that sound is like, man, these guys need to get into a studio. 2013 Decays Beholder. Yeah, somebody's phone is off the hook. Yeah, hang on a second here. I don't know what's going on. Dude, are you done cutting that wood yet? Uh, that's not wood. Oh, sorry. I was instructed to cut half your house down. Oh, no. No, that, that was a bone saw, dude. Oh, it could have been, yeah. Because, you know, we're brutal around here. This is a really brutal album. Yeah, it is. Why aren't there more of this? But it doesn't sound as good as the last album. It sounds closer to what everybody else sounded like in 2013. I take issue with it because narcissistic mechanism sounds so much better. Because it's cleaner and not as Tony Danza? Yeah. It's because this one's like almost like it's brutal for brutal sake. It's almost more go for the throat. You're right. That's kind of what I'm saying. It's There's less uh, gentiness and more just, you know, just balls to the wall kind of yeah. sound. Which is fine. It's just that I think our it was just our personal preference uh, that we liked uh, narcissistic mechanism more. That's the style that's kind of like that's our groove. That's well, not. I don't want to say groove because then everybody thinks groove metal. But that's kind of <laughs> like in Pantera. This is not. Yes, it's in Dan Dan and I's pocket. That's kind of like if you get give right. Us an so option. like if you like shit like aborted and Cannibal Corpse, you're gonna like this album. Right. It, it was one of those things where. Dan and I actually agreed, and that doesn't happen a ton. And I've noticed that whenever we do agree, it's things like narcissistic uh, mechanism is what we agree upon. It sounds like that. Yeah. Jeff, can I come into your atmosphere for a moment? Sure, absolutely. I think narcissistic mechanism is a better album because it has dynamics. 
It's true. It doesn't overwhelm the soundscape, whereas Decay's Beholder, because it is grind and it came out in 2013, it's loud for the sake of being loud. I immediately thought of the Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza when listening to this, but not the later Danza records. I'm talking Danza 2, where it's ganglia levels of compressed. Well, yeah, it's, it's intense more intense for the purpose of making you uncomfortable. No, this is this thinks me makes me think of Pig Destroyer's weird cousin. Yeah, like this is definitely more grind. I don't yeah. dislike it though. It is exactly what it is. But compared to the previous album, I don't enjoy it as much. This is the one I'm going to give somebody when they think, well, this album's brutal. This album's brutal. Well, here's Decay's Beholder. Well, that was kind of brutal. Well, here's Danza 2, The Electric Boogaloo. That was kind of brutal. Jeff, go get the Ganglia album. Decay's Beholder <laughs> is super brutal, though. <laughs> and that's the whole point. Yeah, it's... So on Narcissistic, they focus more on technicality and, like, weird time signatures and stuff. Which I love. There's some of that on Decay's Beholder, but the overall idea is that, like, hey, we're a super heavy extreme band, and we want to showcase only that for an album. Because, like, if you go back to their discography, you get Feed Me, which has more melodic songs on it. Uh, Target Human Mission Destroy has melodic sections. Narcissistic Mechanism isn't that melodic other than the intro. Whereas uh, Decay's Beholder, like, this band just gets heavier and heavier and more extreme overall. So yeah. I, think, I think the point was we are still super brutal. Well, they definitely got that going for them. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they, they sound better. In a certain sense, they sound better as a heavy band here. But I think production-wise, Narcissistic still has the upper edge. Maybe it was a better studio. I don't know. I, I, that, I, that might be part of it. But I like the, um, like you said, it's essentially it's the technicality of narcissistic mechanism. That's what does it for me. I want it to be brutal as fuck, which this is, and so was narcissistic. But the difference was there was there was stuff breaking up the pure onslaught that you get on Dec Decay's Beholder. That um, that's you know the the breakup you know it, so it's not just nonstop is missing fr from uh, what we had on narcissistic mechanism. I like that. I just feel like I'm drowning on Decay's Beholder. Maybe that's what they're going for. It's just like, you know, we are so brutal that it's just a pure onslaught and it just, it's an hour of just <laughs> an assault on your senses. Because that's what it is. Compared to other albums like this, though, I like that I can hear the guitars. The way they have their tone set for this record, it's like Slayer. They turned up the mids because that's where the guitar lives. That's where his voice is, too. I think that's part of what I like about it, too. There's no... Um, it sounds good with the windows down if you don't have a badass stereo system. Because it's not all bass and all highs. It's like you said, there's a ton of mids in there. And that's that sounds good with the windows down. They produced it the way you would produce a thrash record. The only bass is in the drum. Yeah, because you, you get the, the tone from you the... You can hear the bass, though. But yeah, it's but you're hearing the tone from the bass. Like, I love the bass sound of this record. It's the only thing that reminds me that, like, this band is a technical paragi band. Was the bass tone. Because everything else is so meat-headed, which, don't get me wrong, I love. And I can get behind it, but 
that 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 cleaner bass tone reminds me that like hey this band is capable of more than what i'm hearing right now right but that's kind of what we were getting at with the mids you're hearing the tone of the bass instead of the actual like you know undertone of just oom you're you're hearing the more of the twang the metallic part of the yeah it's a clicky clean bass yeah and yeah. i like that well it's you know it's kind of funny i know it's not the same kind of band but it's the same reason why I like Mudvayne. No, Mudvayne has that throughout their first two records. Right, and then they drown them in the mix. That's yeah, true. We, we did that. We already yeah. talked about that. Yeah. Right, but besides that, but that's what I like about Mudvayne, and that's when it comes to their bass, and that's exactly why I like uh, the bass for Craig, too, is because I like that tone. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to throw final thoughts in too early, but I'm going to anyway because I'm me. Craig's one of the best bands you haven't heard of. If you like bands like Cannibal Corpse or Aborted or Carcass or other bands we've talked about on the show, Craig's the best band you haven't heard before. Yes, the sound quality isn't 100% perfect, but if you can get past that, they're one of the best experiences you're going to have. Jeff, final thoughts on Craig. Pleasantly surprised. Uh, I wasn't expecting uh, for them to end up where they did. Because truthfully, I didn't really particularly care for Feed Me. And I'm like, oh, yep, we're, this is just going to be a, uh, a courtesy because we were using. Oh, God, the, the, what is Dan making me listen to yeah, now? Well, yeah, yeah it, and I, I do get into, as time has gone on, I, I appreciate more of what Dan has to provide me, unlike him appreciating what I bring to the table, because I know he still can't stand my weird-ass foggy yeah, shit. It's, it's all shit. <laughs> exactly. See? But as soon as we hit target human mission destroy, I was like, oh, there, I can see the diamond in the rough, you know, aspect that Dan was talking about here. And it's there. And then whenever we hit with narcissistic mechanism, I'm like, it's absolutely a diamond in the rough because that is a fantastic album. And it's got all the technicality that I love in music with the brutality that Dan loves. And it's like a one happy marriage. And that's what we tend to agree upon whenever we're uh, talking about albums. So whenever that came up, I was like, okay. And then, you know, Decay's Beholder is just to show, you know what? We're heavier than you. We're more brutal than you. And there's nothing you can do about it. And I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I uh, overall, I enjoyed my, uh, my listening. And I wish I could have gotten an earlier start in the week. But I had such a crazy uh, week at work that I didn't get to go until Wednesday because some of these albums definitely deserve more than just a couple of listens, especially the, the, the last two. I'm going to point out the fact that streaming services are very kind where this band is concerned. There are a couple EPs, an album of covers, a live bootleg. There's a lot of Krig that we haven't listened to yet and if you haven't heard of this band or if you haven't listened to them at all you should definitely give them a listen if you're a fan of this podcast i say that because we do this podcast because we listen to metal all kinds of metal so it's important to us when we find a band that we don't know and that may not have gotten the exposure or the notoriety that they should. Yeah, if you put this up against old school Napalm Death or Cannibal Corpse, what are you gonna do? Go A, B, which one's better with the vocals? Or is it another band that I like to keep on my shelf? I'm not gonna reach for this every day, 
but compared to some of the other things that I've listened to so much that I don't want to listen to them right now, I'm glad I have Craig, because this is something I can consume and get some more value out of. Plus, I mean, listen to those disgusting vocals. I know. Aren't they, <laughs> I love great. it, man. It's like, you know how everybody has their like ideal self? My ideal self in my brain is doing a corpse. That dude's just insanely brutal. Damn, what's your album of the week? <laughs> I gotta go back to an oldie but a goodie. I've been listening to the Doom 2016 soundtrack all week. One of the best albums ever released. It's metal, no vocals. You'll love it. Provide your own vocals, especially <laughs> when coworkers are around. <laughs> Jeff, what about you? Well, I'm definitely going to uh, show Dan that that is not an oldie but a goodie. My recommendation for album of the week is absolutely an oldie but a goodie, and I have actually Joe to thank for it. You're welcome. You know what I'm going to go with? Not a clue. Okay. The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway by Genesis. Ooh. So everybody thinks of like, oh, Genesis, that pop rock band. Dude, Genesis is one of the OG prog rock bands of all time and they were fucking fantastic before they went mainstream so when it was peter gabriel and phil collins doing the vocals dude it was great shit man that's probably their best album that they've ever done and i got joe to think for it because he was talking about watching uh 70s clips of genesis on youtube and i'm like Oh, I know what I'm listening to now. Remember when Phil Collins had a full beard and was basically an auxiliary percussionist? Yep. <laughs> That's and the it album. looks like Led Zeppelin is playing. <laughs> Genesis was good. They still are. I, at no point in their career or in my life that I'm aware of can I say I don't like Genesis. It's just funny to think that Genesis was a really good progressive band before they became pop. We have the 80s to blame for that. Yes. Go back to the 70s. <laughs> Speaking of the 70s, I'm going to go to the 80s with Devo, Freedom of Choice. Oh, nice. I guess this week was just too brutal for you guys. It was so brutal, I busted out the Devo. No, he, it just he said that. And I'm like, God, I forgot how good of a prog rock band they were. And I just went totally down that rabbit hole because I was listening to Nursery Crime before that by them. And I was just like... I listened to a lot of Genesis uh, when I wasn't listening to Craig. Fair. I was just listening to Narcissistic Mechanism for the third time, and somebody said, can you put on something a little easier to listen to? And I immediately reached for Jocko Homo. Wow. Because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Discography Discussion. It means a lot to us. One other thing that means a lot to us is whenever you guys reach out to us, send us messages, send us emails. You can email us at show at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook under facebook.com slash discography discussion. And you can even ask to join the discography discussion official Facebook group uh, where we talk and share memes and talk about what we're listening to. You can even find us on Discord. You, we have our own Disgust Metal server where you can chat with us pretty much 24 hours a day if one of us is awake. And there will be a link to that in our show notes where you can connect with us on Discord as well as you can always reach out to us on Twitter at Discuss Metal or me personally, Discuss Metal Dan. Or you can reach out to Joe at Discuss Metal Joe. And uh, so really at this point, if you can't get a hold of us, it's your fault. So send us a message. Leave us a review. 
reach out to us. We love your guys' fan suggestions, and we will keep adding them to our master list. Any way you guys want to reach out to us, we're here. We love talking to you guys. So thank you so much. Hey, how come they can't email me? It's like Dan and Joe show. Oh, well, Jeff doesn't count. Oh, okay. How about you just email me at uh, Jeff at DiscussMetal.com. All right. Sounds good. All right. That works too. Great. All right. And on that note, this has been episode 113 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash discuss metal. We have some sweet perks. Give me your money.